Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing, and now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from, with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. All right. Um, so, hi, everybody. We're going to start off today's show with yet another example of times that I am really stupid, even though I'm not a stupid person. All right. I love these stories. I I find them humiliating, but for some reason I always choose to out myself. <laughs> <laughs> I do stupid shit, and then I'm like, guess what I just did to everybody, so it's fine. So, uh, Jess, do you notice anything different about my Red Bull today? Yes, it is a very large can. I noticed that the instant you took it out of your bag. Yeah, so... You bought the wrong can, did you? <laughs> I bought the wrong size case. So, yeah. here's why you shouldn't order stuff from Amazon when you're already in bed trying to go to sleep, even if you remember you forgot to do it. <laughs> You will look at the thing too quickly. And so I thought when I saw the price on this that it was um, uh, 30, sorry, wow, 24 cans of the 12 ounce size cans. Yeah. And I do buy those sometimes. Like I usually get the 8.4s, but sometimes I buy the 12s depending on what the price is for the different cases on Amazon. Right. Well, I saw the price and I looked at the size and I swear I thought that it was the 12 ounce cans and I was like that's actually a good deal, so I bought them quick. They get delivered. I'm like, that box looks like it's the wrong size. (laughs) But, you know, I was just like, whatever. Um, I am used to the boxes having a lot of that, like, bubble stuff in them to try to fill them up. So I was like, okay, maybe this is just the size box it would need if it didn't have the paper and stuff in it. Well, plus Amazon has the tendency to um, send shit in boxes that are way too big for the item. They they do, and then you get used to seeing that size box. So I just figured it was my perception that was off. So then I go to open it when it's time, because I'm out of what was already in the refrigerator, pull the case out, and I'm like, son of a bitch. It was 12 20-ounce cans instead. Whoops. So I was like, fuck me. Like, this is not going to work well. To be clear, I drink a lot of Red Bull, okay? I would say on the average day, I probably drink somewhere between 32 and 36 ounces. Mm -hmm. If you're drinking out of 8 ounce cans, like even the 8.4s or whatever, that's fine. It means you probably drink 4 cans Mm -hmm. that day and it works out well. And hey, if you turn out you slept better, like if I slept better, 
and maybe I only need three cans that day. Mm -hmm. It's like, there's a reason that I buy the size cans that I do. If I get the 12s, then I might drink three of them, but most of the time I can limit myself to two. Mm -hmm. The problem with this fucking thing <laughs> is even though it's okay for me to drink it, I mean, I, I, 20 ounces I could put away, that's not a problem. I'm gonna need the whole can. Yeah. But if I need more than that, now I'm fucked. Unless right. I have smaller cans to switch to. Right. So when I went to the grocery store, I had to cough up money I didn't want to to buy like a couple of the smaller four packs while I was there to help do these. So what I've been doing is having the 20 first thing when I get up mm -hmm. and then ha opening another eight ounce can if I have to. Right. And then if that's still not enough, I'm trying to drink soda to like set off the difference yeah so yeah don't fucking buy shit on amazon when you're in bed trying to go to sleep even if you did just abruptly remember that you need to order it whoops i'm a fucking dumbass so here's a question go I'm ready when you um when you ordered that yep and then you were in bed yeah <clears throat> Um, was this before or after the cookie incident? Uh, this was well before the cookie. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so I was not the only, to be clear, I was in bed trying to sleep. I do take sedatives every night when I go to bed because otherwise I can't sleep. Yeah, I'm a too. horrible insomniac. And before another <clears throat> fucking person for like the 300,000th time in my life comes at me and is like, it's because you're drinking too much caffeine. No, it isn't. I've had trouble sleeping literally since I was a baby and I will put you in touch with my mother if you don't believe me. <laughs> the reason I need the amount of caffeine that I need is because I don't sleep and that's yeah. always been the case since well before I was drinking caffeine because I can promise you my mom was not giving me caffeine when I was a baby or a small child. I didn't start drinking it until I was, like, a teenager. Mm -hmm. So this problem predates it. Don't fucking come at me and tell me how to live. <laughs> like, I've realized the amount I need is not healthy, and nothing's gonna change that, yeah. but don't fucking tell me that that's why I can't sleep, because you're full of shit. Yeah, you did do, not have anything. You do cut yourself off after a certain time. So. I do to make sure that I can, in fact, go to sleep. Then, even though sometimes that makes doing shit like after work, like trying to make dinner, or if I have laundry or dishes I need to do, and yeah. I need to get a shower. Like if I have several tasks I need to do after I get off work, sometimes that's hard because I've cut myself off and I'm already tired. But I know when I need to stop, or I'm not going to be able to sleep. Right. So, it's not that. <laughs> but yeah, so just don't... Also, probably, I mean, if I had been on the cookie, I probably would have done something worse. This was just like a... <laughs> yeah, you would have gotten like three cases. I probably would have been like, I'm gonna order a bunch of Chips Ahoy. Right. <laughs> and like, I'm gonna get candy bars like and the next day you'd be like where did all this come from and the next day i would be like i overdrew my bank account <laughs> it's like how did i do this yeah. so i done fucked up aa ron by buying the wrong fucking size but i managed to make it work although fucking buying those two four packs at the grocery store cost me over $16, which is horseshit. Yeah. For the record, the reason I buy mine off of Amazon is it's just a way better goddamn price. 
I pay like $36 usually for a 24 of the 8 ounce cans. I wonder what my monster costs on Amazon. I'm just gonna check. So yeah. That's yet another example of times I did something really stupid. I hope everyone enjoys my shame. There's the scarlet thread of murder running through the colorless skein of life. And our duty is to unravel it and isolate it and expose every inch of it. Welcome to the Studying Scarlet Podcast. Hi, thanks for joining us for another Fiction Friday. I'm Jessica Sharice. And I'm Ashley Rosewood. And together, we're hilarious and sexy. Alright, so let's kick off what we're actually here to talk about now, which is a fiction. So, our fiction for this week is going to be Black Widow. I was actually torn on doing this or a series that I had been planning to do as the companion for this for several weeks, but after I finished all of the research for the last episode, I was like, you know what? I really feel like Black Widow fits super well with this, and I don't know if I'm ever going to find another case that it fits with, so here we are. I had to change my plan again. So, sources for this week's episode are the movie Black Widow, um, released 2021, directed by Kate Shortland. That is streaming on Disney+, and I'm sure you can buy slash run it on Amazon still. Um, The IMDb page for the movie Black Widow and the Wikipedia page for Black Widow, uh, the 2021 film. The cast of the movie, well, the main cast, because I'm not fucking naming everybody. You can't. There's too fucking many. It would take the whole episode. (laughs) It would take an hour and a half. (laughs) So, uh, main main cast, Natasha Romanoff, played by Scarlett the Peanut Johansson. <laughs> yes! Incredible. That's, that's coming back. I don't care. Incredible. Uh, Yelena Belova, played by Florence Pugh. AKA my wife. Yes. Can confirm that is accurate. <laughs> um, Alexi, AKA the Red Guardian, played by David Harbour, who I will forever have a crush on. AKA my husband. <laughs> He's just very handsome, and also, let's be honest, if you saw him in Stranger Things and you didn't end up with a crush on him... What are you even doing with your life? Please explain to me how, so that I can try to figure out what's going on with me. (laughs) Just, like, psychologically. He's just... (sighs) Sorry, anyway. Uh, Melina, played by Rachel Weiss. Also my wife. Uh, young Natasha, played by Ever Anderson. Not my wife. <laughs> uh, young Yelena, played by Violet McGraw. General Drakoff, played by Ray Win. I'm assuming it's pronounced Winstone. Yeah, I think it is. Mm-hmm. Uh, if that's wrong, email me and no, tell I me think I it's suck. Um, and finally, and this is gonna be a spoiler, so if you haven't watched the movie Whoa. and you don't want spoilers... Plug your ears! hit the fast forward thing but Antonia slash the taskmaster is played by Olga Kurlenko that was a plot twist (laughs) it was I was just like oh fuck okay (laughs) everybody was like what well we didn't see that coming holy shit so anyway uh, if you didn't want to know that I hope you hit the skip thingy in time if not 
Well, well, you had, you know, over two years to watch the movie, and it's not my fault. <laughs> well, and listen, it's readily available now, so. Like I said, streaming on Disney Plus, and it's or available. you can definitely rent or buy it on Amazon uh, for streaming, or you can just be an old person and go buy a hard copy. Also, Florence Pugh is hot, so how have you not seen it by now? I've seen it a lot of times. I, I, probably, didn't, I probably didn't even need to rewatch it to do this, and I still rewatch it to do this. You know what's funny? Way back when we first started, when I did Lion King, I did not rewatch it. Well, you probably should have that memory. I didn't have to. <laughs> I've seen it like 18 million times. I don't even count. Like, fun fact for people who don't know this already, but I did have to rewatch all of them. If you're somebody who frequently rewatches the same stuff over and over and over again because you find that comforting slash soothing, you probably have some type of anxiety disorder. Mm-hmm. Sorry to be the one to burst that bubble for you. Yep. But Jess and I do this with a lot of things. So there have if... been actual studies done to prove this. <laughs> Guys, there have been studies. <laughs> yeah, this isn't just me saying that to say it. No. It's accurate. And mm, I was, yeah. like, horrified when I found that out because I was like, holy shit, I definitely had an anxiety disorder my entire life then. I wasn't horrified. I was more like, yeah, that tracks. <laughs> I was like, yep. Was well, that why I watch Friends all the time okay (laughs) so yeah jess and i have a lot of stuff that we have watched an unhealthy number of times and we're not sorry we also have a lot of stuff (laughs) we also have a lot of stuff wrong with us oh okay yeah no that's also true i thought you were gonna be like we have a lot of stuff wrong and i've been like yeah (laughs) i mean i have at least three mental health conditions that we're aware of there's probably more I strongly suspect a fourth one, but since a doctor hasn't actually told me I have it, I'm not going to count it, but I think yeah. I probably have four. I have four diagnosed. I have two that are definitely diagnosed. I have, I know that I fucking have ADHD. I'm not even going to ask a doctor. There's just been way too yeah. much shit that's been pointed out to me at this point that I'm like, holy shit. It's yeah. just, it's mm-hmm. true. Oh, yeah. And then the fourth thing that I think I have, I'm not going to say, but I'm pretty sure I have it. Mm. And I am pretty sure I've told you multiple times that I think I have it. So. And there's a fifth, and there's a sixth one that I I'm pretty sure I might, but I haven't been diagnosed, so. Yeah. Just one of those fun things where you're like, eventually, maybe I'll uh, tell a doctor this, and then they can tell me that it's true. This is why I make a joke about cosplaying a Pokemon trainer for mental health disorders, because, you know, I gotta catch them all. Yeah, it's fair. Alright, so back on topic. I've seen this movie a lot of times. ADHD strikes again. <laughs> I've seen this movie a lot of times, but I did still rewatch it. It's a good movie. I mean, I'm not sorry that I rewatched it. I didn't it. have to rewatch Winter Soldier, but I did. I didn't I wouldn't have to rewatch that either. <laughs> but <ever>. I did. <laughs> I could probably do we could probably just do another episode on that right now with neither of us rewatching the movie and still get everything right. So, here we go. We're not going to, though. (laughs) Um, I will admit that I could not remember for sure the exact year that the beginning of the movie starts in. So, it's 1995. Oh, oh, right. Yes. You're right. Okay. Remember, remember I was like, it's definitely the 90s. Right. Just based alone on David Harbour's hairstyle. (laughs) (laughs) 
Oh, that was beautiful. <laughs> P.S. Why do I always, like, can we just be honest? For some reason, I really want to fuck 90s David Harbour. And also, I really want to fuck 70s style Paul Bettany. That's what it And was. I don't understand why that specific <laughs> era is weirdly hotter to me. I was like, there's another, like, Marvel character that it's, you want to fuck that's in another time it's period. It's 70s Paul remember. Bettany. And it's a problem. But, like, why does he look so good in 70s style? I don't know, man. Some guys do. Not that I, I mean, I would, I would definitely, I, I, they're both incredibly handsome and I have a huge crush on them anyway, but it's like for some reason that specific era. Listen, I shouldn't have a crush on, uh, Zac Efron when he was Ted Bundy. And to be fair, I do not have a crush on Ted Bundy because fuck that guy. I can confirm she doesn't. We both agree that Ted Bundy was medium ugly at best. (laughs) They shouldn't have cast Zac Efron. He's too good looking. First off... Yes. (laughs) Second off, it bothers me that I still have a thing for Zac Efron. I know, right? Because he's like, I feel like there's just a point where I'm like, I'm probably a little too old. It's because he can sing. That's what does it for me. I'm like, dude, greatest showman. Fucking hell, man. I never got into high school musical, but. mm. I did. But I'm also younger than you. Oh, you know what? I'm actually fine. Apparently, Zac Efron and I are the same age. Oh, there you go. So, there you go. Um, I do also have a crush on Jonah Hunt from the Texas Rangers, and he's 28, and that bothers me a little bit. It's still okay. But I'm it's like, you know fine. what? That's close, less than 10 years. I'm like, close enough. You're good. You're fine. Plus, anyway. he's, plus he's married, and it's never going to happen anyway. He's so. married? Really? Yeah. His wife is gorgeous. Of course she is. He's a baseball player. I don't know why that matters, but I just feel like, of course. So anyway, the movie starts in 1995 in Ohio, of all places. (laughs) Of all fucking places. (laughs) But of course it does, because Ohio is just like... The most, like... A boring American place. The only other place would be, like, Wyoming, I feel. (laughs) (laughs) Or maybe Iowa. (laughs) Iowa, Jesus, Idaho. We're just, like, shitting on random states. We really are. We're really sorry, guys. Okay, to be fair, there is some cool shit in Ohio. There is some cool shit in Ohio. And also, I'm sure in Wyoming, even though I don't know anything about it, so I apologize. But I do feel like they were just, like, pick a state where you feel like... A lot of crazy shit doesn't normally happen, and they were like, Ohio, and I'm sorry, but that kind of tracks. There's a couple people that I love very deeply that live in Ohio. It's a good state. It is. I don't have a problem with it. I just also think when you're like, weird crime, you don't think Ohio. (laughs) No, you don't. (laughs) You might think New York. Yes. You might think Michigan, because Detroit's fucking crazy. Fair. Okay, you might think... Uh, yeah, yeah, Illinois. Mm-hmm. You might think California, because let's be honest, also some insane cities. Texas, you might even New think Texas. Yeah, I was going to say Texas, um, Louisiana, Florida. Oh, <laughs> fucking for sure. But Ohio, it's not going to make no. your top ten. No. Okay? No. I think that's why they picked it. Okay. So, um, anyway, we kind of meet this family but we all know they're not really a family okay yeah so again it's 1995 um alexi and melina are spies for russia living in the u.s this was a real thing by the way not the movie but this shit happened where they would have like fake russian spy families just like living in the there's US. another tv show called the americans I, I think it's the same thing it's so good is it 
right. so good. Okay. <laughs> but I, I haven't done an episode on it because I'm like, holy shit, there's just so much in that show. Like, it'd be one of those things where it'd be, like, impossible to cover. Hmm. I'd have to pick, like, a specific mini thing like we do with other series. So anyway, um, Alexi and Melina are fake married with fake names, <laughs> living in Ohio, and they've been there for three years, and they have two fake daughters. Um, it's young Natasha and young Yelena. We will eventually find out that Yelena was six. I do not know how old Natasha was because I don't think they ever tell us. I don't. I I guessed maybe. I would say 10 maybe, or eleven. Yeah, I would. I was gonna say I would think maybe ten or eleven as well, just based on, um, basically the maturity level that right. we get mm -hmm. from the character right, during right, the, right. the sequence. Yeah. So probably ten or eleven. Yeah. Um. So anyway, uh, Alexi arrives home that evening and tells Melina that he's completed his mission, which means they need to get the fuck out of there. Yeah. He's so, basically like, we gotta go now. Yeah. And it's really clear that Melina's not thrilled to hear that this is happening. Yeah. And when she uh, conveys to the children that they're leaving, it's really clear that Natasha knows what's going on. Right. And is really unhappy about it. Right. Uh, Yelena has no idea what the fuck is going on. Yeah. She's too little. Right. Again, they've been there for three years. We know for sure that Yelena is six, which means this started when she was three. So she doesn't remember anything about her life mm -hmm. before this fake family thing. Right. So they abruptly load the car <laughs> and take off. Um, uh, Yelena asks where they're going and Melina's like, we're going home. And Yelena's like, what? We just left home. Because, mm -hmm. again, she has six. no idea. Yeah. So they drive to a pre-planned location where they have this little plane stashed. And Melina and the kids get on board the plane while Alexi has to kind of move some shit out of the way to get the plane out of its hiding spot. And he prepares to face off authorities who are already starting to close in on them because he stole some intel from a S.H.I.E.L.D. facility. Right. As something always, somebody always steals something from a shield facility in one of these Marvel movies. I feel so. Uh, yeah, pretty much. I mean, not in all of them, but I mean, oh, I feel I'm like sorry. the majority Did of them. Did someone steal the Tesseract from a shield facility? Fucking again! again? Here we go. Jesus. For the nine thousandth time. Ugh. We gotta get better security for the Tesseract. Jesus. For real. Like, what are you even doing? <laughs> but yeah, so. um... He basically gets into a shootout while Melina is trying to get the plane out of its hiding spot and get it up to speed so they can take off. Mm -hmm. Spoiler alert if you somehow didn't know this already, but Alexi is also the Red Guardian, which is um, basically Russia's Captain America. He was the first one given the Super Soldier Serum in Russia, I believe. Yeah. Yeah. So... He is basically Captain Rush for all I mean, intents and purposes. He is. And he's Literally. also um, a little bit of an embellisher. <laughs> he is a weirdo, but it's fine because we love David Harbour. He's hot. I don't give a fuck. He can so, do whatever he wants. <laughs> so um, he's basically running and managing to keep up with the plane. Which, which is was, impressive. Which was the point of me telling you he was right. a super soldier. Yeah. So he manages to hop on the on the wing of the plane and he's still shooting at 
the shield agents who are kind of starting to There's surround him. There's a man him. on the wing. Meanwhile, Melina gets shot inside yeah. the plane, so now poor little Natasha has to climb up into the front seat to um, basically take over the controls right. of the plane Fly because the Melina plane. got shot in the arm, yeah. so now she can't she use can't, the controls yeah. properly anymore. Right. So she's so, got to wait until Alexi can get on the plane. Yeah, so basically Melina has <clears throat> to talk Natasha through what she needs to do with the control panel, and but they managed to successfully get the plane in the air, and everybody is on it and safe with, you know, the only person who was injured having been, unfortunately, Melina, who, yeah. like I said, was shot in the arm. Right. But uh, she's fine. Yeah. David manages... David. David. <laughs> Alexi manages to get in the plane and I'm sure takes over flying, but we don't see that part. We yeah. just see when the plane lands right. in Cuba. Right. So they land on an airship and... An airship. An airstrip. An airship. It's and I'm not, just like, yeah. It looks like I wrote airship, but it says airstrip. I can tell. <laughs> airstrip in Cuba, where they are met by General Drakov and a number of his. I call them goons because, let's be honest, they're goons. That's what they are. Um, so when they get out of the plane, Melina's immediately put onto a stretcher because she needs medical attention from being shot. Yep. And Drakov's men close in on the children. Mm hmm. Natasha manages to steal a gun and tries to keep them away and threatens to shoot them if anyone touches Yelena. Mm -hmm. Unfortunately for her, Alexi intervenes and distracts her long enough for the goons to be able to inject them with drugs to make them pass out. Mm -hmm. And then they get loaded up to be taken to the Red Room. Because mm -hmm. this was the plan all along. Yes. Alright, so fast forward to 2016. And then we have, like, <clears throat> like we have the opening credits, and then we have the greatest cover of, of fucking, uh, uh, what is that song? Um, it's Nirvana. Smells Like a Teen Spirit. It's, no, Smells Like Teen Spirit, Goob. There's no A. Alright, whatever. But it's Nirvana. It's a really good cover. It's the best cover I've ever heard. Jesus. <clears throat> so and haunting. there's, like, a montage of, like, all the different types of training that... Yeah widows have to go through in the red room so we get an idea that they're trained in gymnastics which makes sense because of a lot of the maneuvers we see like natasha doing throughout yeah. the previous films where right. she's fighting martial arts obviously mm -hmm. weapons training mm -hmm. um there's a lot of video of them like sitting in front of various screens which they don't say it but it's pretty clearly meant to imply that there's brainwashing happening subliminal messaging all that so shit, basically yeah. they're trying to condition their behavior yeah. so it's really hard to watch at least for me it was really hard to watch honestly it didn't bother me too much because it's quick like it's a montage so it's like quick mm -hmm. like cut 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 but i can see how like it, it could be difficult. i was i was very very emotional watching it for the first time like i was crying i was just i think because in my mind we had just seen it happen so i'm like yelena is so little and this is happening and she's so small and i hate it yeah so we cut to 2016 after the credit montage and Natasha is now a fugitive in the wake of the events of Captain America's Civil War because she violated the Sokovia Accords. So a bunch of people got arrested and thrown in that weird... Morgan's just gonna stick with floating ocean pokey because I love that That's term. That's what it was. <laughs> Step into the world of power, loyalty 
and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather, now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Cap got arrested. Ant-Man. I forget I who else was in there. It's a Sam, I think. Yeah, Possibly. So they got arrested, but she managed to get away because, let's be honest, she's Natasha. She's great at getting away. No fucking prison can hold her. (laughs) No. So she is being tailed, but she, of course, yet again, manages to get away because she's like 50 steps ahead of where the authorities think she's going to be. So she gets out of the U.S. Elsewhere, Yelena and another unnamed widow are completing a mission where they're supposed to track down this woman... Who will eventually find out also used to be a widow. And um, I assume they're a mission based off of what Yelena does is to kill her. Mm-hmm. But it's not ever explicitly stated that that was the job. Right. So anyway, um, Yelena gets into like a combat situation with this person. She does manage to fatally injure her, but not before... She gets dosed with this red synthetic gas. And it's clear um, after... I don't know if I want to say she inhales it, but she does. Because, like, how else would you ingest gas? Yeah. It's clear after she's dosed with the gas that she is very confused and seems Mm -hmm. disoriented and doesn't seem like she really knows what's going on. Right. And then she stops responding to her... um, teammate I guess is the best way to put it on comms and Mm -hmm. takes off Natasha arrives at a safe house in Norway where she finds a box of mail that contains a package from Yelena she does not know the package is from Yelena and she does not open anything that's in that box of mail she just sticks it in the back of her car intending to drop it at the dump the next time she goes into town Mm mm-hmm That evening, her generator suddenly cuts out unexpectedly, so she ends up having to go to town. Um, On the drive, she ends up being attacked by the taskmaster. So this is when we first meet this person. That Um, was an intense scene, too. Like, holy shit. Yeah, it's very intense. There's a lot of explosions and violence and fighting, as you would expect in a Marvel film. So it's clear it... It's not immediately clear, and Natasha certainly doesn't realize it right away, um, but the Taskmaster is there not for Natasha, but to retrieve the vials, which are in the package that she got from Elena. Got it. Um, Natasha realizes during the fight between the two of them that Taskmaster is actually not there for her, because it's clear that... um, I don't, I'm trying so hard not to say she, even though I already revealed that Taskmaster's a woman. 
Just say they. So they um, are clearly focused on getting that package back. So as soon as Natasha realizes that, she's like, okay, I don't fucking know who you are. I don't know what's in that package, but I'm going to make sure you don't get it. So she manages to get the vials out of the package without Taskmaster realizing it. So she's able to end up getting away with the items, whereas Taskmaster's in like, I have a fucking empty box. (laughs) What the fuck? (laughs) I'm not sure that Taskmaster can experience disappointment, but if, if they can... They were disappointed. In that moment, they were like, damn it. Used all my best moves and everything. (laughs) So Natasha manages to, like, swim to the shore where she pulls out the vials and realizes that kind of rubber banded around them was two photos of her and Yelena from childhood. Right. And that's when she's like, okay, this mail came from Budapest, which means that Yelena's at the safe house there. So she goes to find her. Yep. When she gets there... Um, she's kind of like, what the fuck is up with these vials? First of all, they fight each other for a little bit first. But Which to, sa- to save time, we're just gonna... We're just not gonna talk about that. We're just gonna... an amazing scene. Right over it. <laughs> um, so basically, they, she's like, what the fuck is with these vials? Yeah, what's you going on me? here? <laughs> um, and Yelena's basically like, oh, well, it's an antidote to chemical subjugation or mind control. You know, aka mind control. Right. Um, Natasha's like, what the fuck, pretty much? (laughs) Um, she's like, well, can't you give them to, like, one of your scientist friends? Um, clearly I think she means, like, I I almost said Robert Downey Jr. instead of Tony Stark. Nice. Can you give it to Robert? (laughs) I think she means, uh, for her to hand them over to, like, Bruce Banner or Tony Stark for, like, medical testing so they can figure out what the fuck is going on with that antidote and and maybe make more. Yeah. Uh, Natasha has to be like, yeah, listen, um, everyone's fighting and we hate each other, so I can't give that to anyone. Listen, a lot has happened and we're kind of like not following each other on Twitter right now, so basically our two dads got into a fight. (laughs) (laughs) They're not getting along anymore and they have gotten a divorce. Our dad's boyfriend did some shit. And our dad fought with our other dad. It was a whole thing, and now we're just not. It's a. It's listen. I can't. We got. We got a divorce. We're we're not gonna be speaking for another couple of years yet. So. Yeah. So we're we're not cool anymore. And Helena's pretty much like that's fucking great. Because I was <laughs> counting on your help. Right. She's just like, all right. <laughs> Son of a bitch. Um. Anyway, then Helena's like, well, we need to figure this out because. We need to be able to free the widows and take down the red room. Right. And Natasha's like, um, what the fuck are you talking about? I already killed Drakov and there is no more red room. Right. Which, by the way, Natasha, you didn't. <laughs> honey. <laughs> honey. Hate to be the bearer of bad news, but... I know. <laughs> I know you think you did, but you didn't. You didn't. Yeah. So, um, Yelena's basically like... Yeah, I realize that you think that, but you're full of shit. You did not take him down. She's basically like, did you check the body to confirm that he was dead? And Natasha's like, well, there was no body left. And Yelena just looks at her like, yeah, um, he's not fucking dead. There was no body left because there was no body. <laughs> to be fair, they did explode a building, so they were counting on him being in teeny tiny little pieces. I mean, that's fair. But it's like, if you don't have a body left to confirm death, you just have to assume that you're leaving alive. a huge question mark. Yes, exactly. So, no body, 
No, no dead crime. guy. <laughs> no body, no crime. <laughs> Their conversation's interrupted when a team of widows shows up to try to get the vials back and, you know, completely proves Yelena's point that right. Natasha's wrong and she didn't kill Drakov in the Red Room still. And Yelena's just like, I fucking told you so! It's a very epic I told you so <laughs> moment. Or it would be if Yelena had a chance to say I told you right. so, but they have to, you know, try to escape. She would totally say it in Russian and I'd be like, yes. <laughs> She'd be like, yeah, bitch, I told you. But, you know, in the way that sisters call each but other in a Russian. bitch. <laughs> You love each other, but you also hate each other, kind of. In that of, moment, you're just like... <sighs> because you're siblings. So it's a thing. I told you. <laughs> so as they're trying to escape, um, one of the widows that attacked them gets injured and is then forced to terminate herself. No, in yeah, front of Natasha, which for obvious reasons is really hard to watch. I hate watching that part. I'm not gonna lie to you, I frequently, like, will look away just because I find it upsetting. Are you good? Yep, sorry. I, if I, I mess with that, now I'm afraid I'm gonna knock that over. <laughs> okay. ADHD. <laughs> yeah, undiagnosed, but is it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's why I'm just like, that fucking counts. I don't care if a doctor told me I have it. I clearly do. Um... Yeah, so she's forced to terminate herself. It's really hard to watch, especially since she tells Natasha, like, out loud that she doesn't want to do it. And they force her, and it's really upsetting. Like, even now. Yeah, oh, yeah, I remember that. It's like, yeah, they're they're making me do it or something like that. Even now, I'm, like, trying not to get upset about it, so. Um, anyway, after that happens, Yelena's like, do you believe me now? And Natasha's like, how many are there? Meaning other widows. Right. And Yelena's like, a lot. Enough. <laughs> As in, like, a ton, and I literally don't know how many, but it's a lot. Enough that there should be a Disney Plus show. I would watch it. Disney. So waiting. Watch, I would watch it. We won't even ask you to give us money for for telling you to do it. No, we, I will we just, just want it. I will just ask to be uh, a widow in an episode. I'll just be in the background. I don't even have to have a line. I just want to be there. I don't want to be there. I want to meet Florence Pugh, so just give me a scene with her. She can kill me. That's fine. That would be amazing, actually. Fuck yeah. Anyway. <laughs> new king like. <laughs> oh, that's not new. <laughs> that's not new. So, um, yeah. Um, and of course, the pursuit resumes because only one of the widows that broke in is dead, so the other ones are still chasing them. Yeah. They do eventually manage to get away, and then they take a moment to assess their injuries and figure out a plan. I personally really like that part and can talk about it all day because there's lots of really funny banter, especially the part when uh, Yelena is like, well, I don't think the Hulk has to take ibuprofen after he gets beat up. It's like, actually, um, Bruce might need to after he changes back. I love the whole, you know, what's the, with, the, with the pose? What is this? <laughs> yeah. You're such a poser is one of my favorite lines. Yeah, that part is really good. When I cosplayed Yelena at Dragon Con with my friend Jen, I did the poser my, my friend Mikey was like, do the thing, and I did it. And I was like, take the picture! I can only stay like this for so long! 
I think my favorite, okay, no. I love how I said I think, like, I don't know this is my favorite part. It is my favorite part. My favorite part of the whole movie is when they steal another car and they're driving in it, and Yelena says that her vest is the first piece of clothing she's ever bought for herself. Yeah. And Natasha, like, makes fun of it, and Mm -hmm. is like, what is that, army surplus? And Yelena's like, it has so many pockets, and I relate to that so hard. I was just like, I feel you, girl. I feel you. (laughs) I have so many pockets. Girl, I know a woman directed this movie because you you left that in there for us, and I I appreciate it so much. And then um, Natasha ends up admitting that she does like the vest, and Elena's like, I knew it. It's so cool. I knew you did. I knew you did. It was such a sister-like banter moment. It was great. It's so cute. Like, I will say, like, their acting as sisters was completely believable. Yeah. Completely believable. I, I love, I don't know, I love this movie so much. I love them. I love both of them. They're adorable. They make me happy. I love Florence. I'm gonna marry her. I said what I said. Peanut Johansson. Anyway, back to what I was doing. So, (sighs) um, so they're trying to figure out, like, what they need to do, and, and in the midst of having that conversation, Helena's like, I need you to understand, like, we have to get more of this antidote. Like, I realized that you felt like you were controlled, but you were psychologically conditioned. Mm -hmm. What they started doing to us after you left is far worse. Mm -hmm. Like, now we literally cannot control ourselves. Yeah. And we have to make sure that we help these other widows. Yeah. So, despite the fact that Yelena has to admit that no one knows where Dracoff or the Red Room even are... They're like, we have, to, we have to figure this out. So they decide they're going to find Alexei because he used to be, you know, Dracov's, like, right-hand man, so he should have the location. Right. Problem is that Alexei is in a Russian prison. And he's been there for a while. Oh, yeah. And he does not look good anymore. Speak for yourself. <laughs> Those, look, I'm sorry, but those fucking metal teeth are a problem. Okay, the teeth, no, but the tattoos, I'm like, listen. I'm not, uh, first <clears throat> off, I like some ink. I'm fine with that. I don't even care that he put on some weight, because nope. let's don't be care. honest, we both know how I feel about dad bod. I like it. Don't I'm care. into it. I'm into I want it. it. Let's go. Um, the issue for me is the fucking metal teeth is just like a thing don't like it and also he's a gross creep let's well, just be honest I mean, alexi's a gross creep yeah. not david harbour again no, david harbour is wonderful and perfect david harbour is amazing and we love you but alexi is a creep and i feel like even david harbour would be like yeah he's a creep. <laughs> david harbour would be like you shouldn't have a crush on alexi and i'd be like well you know what i'm already fucked up in the head so and i'd be like i don't have a crush on alexi but I do have a crush on you, and if you could do the 90s hair and the glasses for me... That would be lovely. I will pass out and probably die, but it will be worth it. Right, so Natasha um, gets in touch with her contact again. She wants a jet, but he can only get them a not-very-good helicopter. In that guy's defense, he did still get them a fucking helicopter on short notice, which is pretty good. Oh, alright. But Natasha razzes him super hard about the fact that this is not what she wanted. Um, anyway, they gear up and go to break Alexi out of prison. 
they managed to get an earpiece into him by smuggling it in in an action figure of the Red Guardian. Um, once he finds it and puts it in his ear, they manage to help him navigate his way out of the prison. But unfortunately, Alexei totally biffs it and gets way too much attention. And there's like yet another firefight. Biffs it. He biffs it. Hardcore. All right, so I figured it out. It's fine. So there's another like firefight. The reason I mention all of this is because they end up accidentally triggering an avalanche. It was a whole thing. <laughs> it engulfs like the entire prison. It's Cray, but they do manage to save him. Um, of course. And spring him from prison, of course. So after they get him on the plane, he's all happy to see them, but they still hate him because, like, it, yeah. again, it's his fucking fault that they ended up back in the Red Room. And, like, there's another, like, I think it's that scene is more proof that a woman, a, a woman, a woman directed this movie because of the whole thing with, like, uh, I don't even remember what happened. It was something about... Oh, they snip at him. Babies or something. I don't yeah, remember. No. He... Uh, Yelena hits him in the face. Yeah. Again, totally fucking fair. Justifiable. Because he totally betrayed them when they were kids, and it's he did. his fault that they got subjected to yep. all that shit again. Yep. Um, so she hits him in the face, and he's like, oh, what's wrong with you? Do you have your period? <laughs> That's what it was, yeah. And both of them, like, in unison- I don't get yet, my period anymore, asshole, or yet something again, like that. Yeah, she's like, I don't get a period, and then both of them proceed to be like, yeah, that's what happens when they take out your uterus and your ovaries, because they were forcibly um, sterilized as right. part of the Red Room And then process. she, the thing it was Yelena was like, you know, they just, like, went up and, like, yanked everything out, he's just like, alright, 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 stop. Yeah, he gets totally squicked out by being told about lady parts, which is per further proof that Alexi sucks and is a creep. But again, we love you, David Harbour. Please don't get mad at me. David, we adore you. He knows. He knows Alexi's a creep. I thought anyway. you were going to say he knows we adore him. I'm like, how does no, he know that? <laughs> I, I'm, just, I'm reassuring myself that he knows that his character is a kind of a misogynist. I love and him so, so much. David, um, I love David so much. But yeah, so he gets super squicked out and is mad about it. Um, Natasha tries to find out where Dreykov is, and Alexei's like, you fucking think that I know? He betrayed me and put me in prison for a really long time. I have yeah. literally no idea where that guy is. Yeah. If you want to find him, you need to find Melina. Um, and it turns out that both of them thought that Melina was dead. Yeah. She's not. Again, it was just, like, one bullet wound. She They saved her. Yeah. But Alexi's like, no, listen. She worked way more closely for Dracoff than I ever did. She is still in with him. Like, we need to find her. And he's like, she works in a, like, remote facility for the Red Room still outside of St. Petersburg. So they manage to locate Melina and have an awkward family reunion, in quotes. It's sweet. I mean, it's awkward as fuck, but... It's awkward as fuck because he immediately tries to fuck her. And I'm like, of course stop. he does! He was like, I've got so much energy, and she's just like, oh, really? But also, she's like, dude, stop. <laughs> Our like, children are here, stop. He's like, I just got out of prison. And I'm like, that's not a good pickup line. <laughs> it's really not. <laughs> it's really not. And he really thought that it was, bless him. <laughs> well, he still, like, thinks of himself as, like, the Red Guardian. Right. You but know? she hasn't been the Red Guardian in 
in years because years. he's been in prison. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, 20 years at least. So, um, basically, <laughs> Yelena and Natasha are pretty much like, look, Melina, we're here. Like, we're, we, you're going to tell us where Dracoff is because we're going to put an end to this whole thing. And I just want to say, in pure mom fashion, she's like, here's some food. <laughs> yeah, she does try to feed them. She also, though, is very Russian, so there's vodka. On of the course table. there is. And they and are. And that's what Yelena's drinking. And they mm -hmm. are doing shots. Well, Yelena's doing shots. I don't know if Natasha is or not. But, but Yelena, Yelena is, is, for sure. <laughs> yeah. So, Melina's like, I don't know why you're even going to try. Like, he is impossible to defeat because he can control the will of others. And then to, like, prove her point, she brings in one of her pigs that she has there that she does these experiments on for can him. Can we not talk about the pig? I hate this part. I was just going to say. I know. You know that the pig's fine. I know, but it's... Makes okay. Go ahead. I'm sorry. It just makes. She sad. just proves it by controlling the pig, and mm. the pig almost dies, but the pig doesn't die. Okay. No, he doesn't. I'd she, like to. He was fine for another eleven seconds. I'm like Melina. That's cutting it too fucking close. Yeah. But in the movie, I'm just like, oh my god. I know, and I don't like. Wa I don't like watching that part either. So I hate we'll, it. But he's fine. He's we'll okay. leave it at that. The pig is fine. The pig is a good boy. The pig's name is is Alexi, right? Yeah, I was just like, wait, she named it Alexi, I think. Yeah, she and did. And he's like, you named him after me? And he's like all horrified he's that like, she named a pig after him. And I personally am sitting there like dying because I'm like, it's so accurate it's though. It's so funny. Remember how squicked out you got by talking about lady parts? You are a pig. It's funny. Yeah. And she's just like, haha. So basically she just tries to prove her point by showing them how much you can control yeah. a living thing if yeah, they have right. that mind control tech in them um she also points out that Dracoff has chemically subjugated agents planted all over the world so basically she's like this is impossible and there's no point in even trying yeah they're literally everywhere natasha responds by telling melina that she's a coward and she's basically like i don't fucking care if you think it's impossible or not it's the right thing and we're gonna do it Mm -hmm. Um, Yelena ends up having, like, a mini breakdown because of the, like, sniping back and forth between Alexi, Melina, and Natasha, because they, like, I think it's Alexi that just keeps making comments about the family being back together, mm -hmm. and Natasha's like, we were never a fucking family, like, it wasn't real, it was right. all fake, and that mm -hmm. upsets Yelena. Mm -hmm. So Yelena's like, stop saying that like it was real to me like that was all i knew she looks at melina and is like you were the only mother i ever knew like i don't know how you could do this to me and then she's like i was under mind control because of the experiments that you did she's like and then she directs her attention at natasha and she's like and this is really your fault because like after you escaped Drakov made sure no one would ever be able to get away again. It was heartbreaking. Like it is. Yelena went through so much, and it's really heartbreaking. And I just, I just want to like cuddle her in a blanket and give her some. And if you've seen Hawkeye, you'll understand this. Just want to give her some mac and cheese and just make her happy. <laughs> so she kind of storms off into a bedroom, and Alexi follows her, which leaves Natasha and Melina alone. Natasha basically is like, fine, fuck you guys. I'm gonna do it myself because, like, someone has to do this. But then she finds a photo album from the three years they were undercover as a family in the house. And she's like, 
why would you keep this if you didn't ca- if you don't care about any of us at all? Um, and Melina, of course, kind of reveals like, I, well, I did care. She did care about them. Yeah. I mean, I don't know how much she really cared about Alexi, but she at least cared about the girls. Yeah. And I think if you paid attention enough in that opening sequence in the film, it is clear that she did love those girls, she even did. though she knew they weren't her children. Right. But, I mean, it's probably the close she would ever get to having her own children. It is, because so. they rot, they take that from you right. to make you a perfect soldier. Yeah. So it's like, you don't want a soldier who could get pregnant and then be out of commission because they're, right. they're pregnant and have to have a baby. Right. And you don't want them to be able to have actual families because if they can, they might have a reason to leave you. Right. So, it's a whole thing. But she it, it does become revealed that Melina did care about them and she kind of has this moment where she's like I need you to understand like I was cycled through the red room four times before you were even born like the the things that you were subjected to I was subjected to four times over like before you were even born like yes I've done awful things and I'm not happy about it but I did it because I was put through all of this right essentially um and she turns to natasha and says how did you keep your heart through everything Mm -hmm. and natasha is like because of everything you taught me i survived and there's Mm -hmm. this like really nice like bonding moment for a second but then melina's like yeah um listen i already alerted the red room you were here like the second i saw you guys coming and they're gonna be here any second Mm -hmm. The operatives arrive at the house um, shortly thereafter, and they manage to dart, like tranquilizer dart, and capture Alexi. Um, Yelena, I don't know if they dart her or if she just gets tasered. I already forgot, and I didn't write it down. But they capture her and um, incapacitate her one of those two ways. Yeah, I don't remember And then they also incapacitate Natasha. Yeah. Melina, of course, goes with them as well, but she's not incapacitated because she's considered loyal. Right. She flies the uh, jet that delivers all of them to the Red Room, which it turns out is so hard to find because it's hidden in the sky. It's like a big floating facility. Instead of in the sea, it is in the sky. It is a floating sky pokey. (laughs) Okay. <laughs> it is a floaty cloud pokey. Floaty I cloud, I like it. Floaty cloud. A floaty doom cloud in the sky. Floaty doom cloud. Up. That's probably a pretty good description, I feel like. I love it. So, um, once they get there, Alexi and Natasha are placed in cells next door to each other. Melina is taken to Drakov's office for them to discuss the situation and Yelena is taken to like a like an operating room sort of deal and strapped down to a gurney. Mm-hmm. So Melina goes to Drakov's office and he asks questions about like the situation with the antidote and with Yelena. Um, if Yelena was the only one that was exposed to the antidote, which of course Melina's like, I don't know. <laughs> She's, She's like, like as, know. as far as I know, yeah. Um, and he's like, well, I need you to study this. I need you to resolve this. Because, again, she's a scientist who works for him. So he's like, I want you to study her brain. And at that point, it becomes clear that they're about to, they're going to cut open Yelena's head and take her brain down to study it. So she's going to die. Mm-hmm. Um, 
but he intends for her to study both Yelena's brain and the, the remaining antidote, which they also got back when they captured all of right. them, mm-hmm. to try to find a way to make it impossible for them to continue to use that antidote on people moving forward. Right. So basically to neutralize the threat. Yeah. Um, Drake, uh, Melina then asks about N- Natasha, <laughs> like, what he's gonna do with her, and he's like, well, I'm gonna control her and make her a widow again. He's like, can you imagine how much power I'm gonna have now that I'll be controlling someone who's considered to be an Avenger? Um, Sorry, I hate that dude. Melina's like, well, don't you at least want to talk to her first? And then we get the big reveal. Mm-hmm. Which is like, he's like, I I know it's you, Natasha. So it's like revealed that Melina and Natasha switch places, like in the moments before the team arrived. Right. Um, using the technology that Natasha was able to use in previous films to disguise yeah. herself as somebody and, uh, else. They used that in, I know they used it in Winter Soldier for sure. Yeah. I, I don't know if there was another time or not, but they definitely revealed that in Winter Soldier. Yeah. Yeah, I remember when that reveal happened initially in the movie. It was a huge deal. It was, but also I was very confused for about two seconds. I was just like, what the fuck? Oh, okay, I got it. Yeah. (laughs) But I was just like, wait, I don't get it. Oh, I get it. (laughs) So yeah, it's revealed at that point that they switched places and that Drakov knows he has Natasha, not Melina, with him and that Melina's a traitor. Yeah. Um, Meanwhile, Melina releases herself and Alexei from their cells and reveals herself to be Melina to him because he thought that that was Natasha that was in the cell next to him. She was able, by the way, to get them out because she's the one that designed the cells. Just in case you're like, what? How'd they get out? That's how. Yeah. She's like, well, I designed it, so... Of course she did. She's such a smirty. She's so good. Love it. Well, she's really good at making stuff, but the stuff she makes is bad stuff. (laughs) Well, I mean... But again brainwashed a bunch of times yeah, it's not really her fault <laughs> yeah um at that point melina reveals that she has an <clears throat> earpiece and that elena has one as well mm-hmm. so she starts communicating with elena and she's like listen i concealed a blade on you and tells her where it is elena mm-hmm. is able to use that to escape from the operating area and get out and then the uh plan that natasha and melina came up with is for Melina's knowledge of the facility to be combined with Yelena's capabilities as a widow to get the antidote back and to hopefully find a way to distribute it to the widows that are in the Red Room to free them. So that's one level of what's happening. (laughs) Meanwhile, the Taskmaster is finally revealed to be Dracov's daughter. (gasps) What? Yep. Who was severely injured in the attempt that Natasha and Clint Horton made on Drakov's life in that explosion? Yeah. Um, After this reveal, Drakov sends the Taskmaster to deal with Melina, Alexei, and Yelena. When she walks out of the room, Natasha's like, that was a huge mistake because you just sent away the only thing that was keeping me from killing you. And then she you know, whips out a gun and tries to shoot him and realizes that she's physically unable to harm him. And he's just like, ha ha, motherfucker! So she can't shoot him, she tries to stab him, she can't do that either. He reveals that there's another, like, scientific... It's like a... a word. um, It's like a... uh, 
like a mental block, basically. There's like, like a, a scientific invention is probably the best way to put it that Melina came up with. Um, that means that if the widows, um, I don't know if it's just the widows or if it's anybody, but there's something built into his pheromones that if somebody is able to smell them, they're not able to harm him. Right. And I don't really understand how that would work because I'm not a scientist. Marvel. But that's what they say. <laughs> We're just basically taking this on faith. So he's basically <laughs> like, yeah, you can't kill me. And she seems all horrified to have this realization. Right. Um, meanwhile, <clears throat> Alexi and the Taskmaster face off, which is good because he keeps Taskmaster busy while Melina and Yelena continue trying to move their, their part of the plan forward. Right. Natasha insults Drakov a bunch of times and he punches her in the face yep. several times. Right. While, you know, Yelena and Melina are continuing to try to free the widows. Right. Drakov <laughs> eventually pulls up a map and shows Natasha the vast network of widows he has embedded all over the globe. Yeah, there's so fucking many. It's a shit ton. It's hundreds of Actually, hundreds it is a metric fuck ton of widows. Hundreds of thousands all over the world. A metric fuck ton. It is a literal metric fuck ton. Yeah. Um, Yelena is able to locate the remaining vials of the antidote, so that's good. And it's like, yay, we're going to keep moving the plan forward. Um, Melina keeps having to inter... Not inter... Pfft, improvise. There we go. Intervise, Ashley? Intervise. It's fine. Improvise. <laughs> <laughs> because shit keeps, like, getting thrown off from like what she was intending to do but the thing i love about her is she just like is so chill at like continuing to just change the plan you can tell like the years and years of experience she has like being a spy and an right. agent and doing all right. this stuff she's just like in all the years do you think any one of these plans i ever involved with ever went the way it was supposed to? Nah, not even once. Fucking no. <laughs> so not even I once. have 72 backup plans. <laughs> At all times. And I am calm as fuck. <laughs> so, she manages to um, deal with, like, a bunch of blocks, but at one point, um, because of, like, his goons trying to seize her, there's, like, a, a minor explosion inside the facility that mm. takes out in one of the engines that's keeping the whole place up in the air. Um, I I remember that scene now. It's just a slight change of plans. Yeah, I know. I love <laughs> it. She to a controlled crash. It's yeah. like, what? She just gets on her comm and she's like, yeah, so Yelena, um, slight change of plans. We are, uh, I just had to take out an engine, so we're now going into a, you know, a controlled crash. Um, so we kind of need to keep this moving. Yeah, and Yelena's like, uh, alright. Yelena's just like, well, that's not ideal, but alrighty. Uh, Here we fucking go, alright. So, that's all going on. Um, meanwhile, Natasha asks Drakoff if he controls the entire network of widows from this console in his office. He's a fucking dumbass, so he's like, yeah. And that's when it's revealed that he is a moron who fell for something we've seen Natasha use, like, over and over and over again as an interrogation technique, in yeah. quotes, right. throughout the Marvel movies up to this point. Right. Which is that she pretends to be this, like, poor, captured, defenseless woman who can't help herself, and then dudes just tell her shit about their I plans. I mean, for fuck's sake, the first time we ever see her, that's exactly what's happening. I don't think 
that's the first time we ever see her. Well, not the first time we ever see her, sorry. It's the first time Iron, I ever saw her. Because Iron I Man 2. When I saw, uh, what movie was that? The Avengers. Avengers the I had first seen one. the Iron Man movies, yes. Okay. okay. Yeah, I know. Because that, I was going to say, the well, first time we meet her, she's undercover uh, working for Tony Stark. But yeah, um, she's shown us this over and over and over again, like that this is a technique that she uses and somehow this dude is just like too fucking stupid or too full of himself or both to like realize that that's what's happening. So Natasha's like, thank you for your cooperation, which I always love. And then she's like, yeah, so I uh, am gonna have to finish severing the nerve that Melina warned her. So yeah, quick pause. Melina warned her about this whole pheromones thing, like yeah. before they ever got to this point. So she already knew she wasn't gonna be able to kill him. That whole thing was like an act. Of course it was. And the whole reason she baited him into hitting her was because she wanted him to sever that nerve for her. But since he's too weak, which she literally tells him, and like, I love, you are not strong enough to do she's this. Like since you weren't fucking strong enough to, to do, do it, myself. I'll do it myself. So she manages to finish severing the nerve herself, which she slams means, her head on the desk a couple of times. Yeah, which means she can no longer breathe in his pheromones, which means she can now kill him. Yeah. Which yeah. at first I was like, oh, is she trying to break her nose? So that that's one. And then they explained it, and I was like, oh, yeah, okay. So I was kind of on the right track, but not really. <laughs> yeah, so she attacks him. Um, and just as she's about to kill him, unfortunately. A bunch of the widows burst in to intervene. Yeah. Drakov tells them they have to stay in that room until Natasha is dead mm -hmm. and runs for his life because he's a fucking coward. Fuck that guy. Fuck that guy. <laughs> um, yeah, he's he's the literal worst. Um, fortunately, Yelena arrives like as it's getting to the point where it's clear that like as much as we love Natasha, as incredible <laughs> and as skilled as she is. She's severely outnumbered and yeah. is losing. Yeah. And is about to die. Yeah. Um, but Yelena shows up and uses like a teeny tiny, I don't really want to call it a bomb, but it kind it of kinda is. kind of was, yeah. And she throws that attached to some of the vials into the air. It explodes and then all those widows breathe in the gas at the same time. Yeah. So they're freed and Natasha's safe. Yeah. There's then another series of explosions. Um... That caused the Red Room to be coming down even faster now. So everyone needs to fucking run yeah. for their lives at this point. Um, the Freed Widows steal a jet and escape. Melina and Alexei also manage to steal... I don't think they are on... I don't know if they're on a jet or a helicopter. It doesn't matter. They steal some sort of plane and are trying to wait for Yelena and Natasha to get on board before they take off. Mm -hmm. But eventually, they have no choice but to take off because literally the whole place is starting to come apart at this point from right. the explosions. Mm -hmm. um, Natasha is cornered by the Taskmaster, who she is trying to figure out a way to help at this point since right. she knows it's Antonia. Mm -hmm. And that delays her. Um, Yelena, however, uh, manages to climb aboard the plane that Dragov and a bunch of his goons are trying to take off in, and she destroys the plane's engine, causing yet another explosion that finally kills Dragov. Mm -hmm. But that sends her <laughs> flying into the air helpless. Natasha manages to grab a parachute, um, jumps into the air, grabs a hold of Yelena, gets the chute on her, and deploys it, and unfortunately then is attacked by taskmaster again who has now jumped off the fucking 
rapidly sinking yeah, facility I, I to attack her. If she had breathed in the gas or not when mm-hmm. that thing had fallen, because it's been she a wasn't very long time since I saw. Yeah, it. she wasn't in there. She was still out tracking down the other traders, like her, because that was her mission. Mm-hmm. Um, so they engage in another battle in air. Um, they're able to land without Natasha or Taskmaster being hurt. They continue to fight for a bit, and finally, Natasha's able to use one of the last two remaining vials to free Antonia by smashing it and having her breathe it in. Mm-hmm. The family takes a moment to regroup. But Natasha tells Alexi, Yelena, and Melina to go as the authorities from the U.S. now are closing in because they've figured out that's where Natasha is and they still want to take her into custody. Right. <laughs> She's like, you guys need to get out of here. She gives the last vial to Yelena so that Melina and she can take it to try to study it and reproduce it to make more. Right. And Alexi, Yelena, and Melina end up departing on a plane that lands because the freed widows come back to pick them up. Yeah. Um, Natasha has to hit the lamb again, this time hoping to get the Avengers back together. And that is the end of the movie. I'm not going to go into the post credit scene because that's depressing and I don't want to think about it. Um, I would like a Black Widow TV show on Disney+. Plus, Please. Thank you very much. But yeah, so there are a lot of reasons that I felt like this correlated, like, really well with the True Crime episode for this week. A big one is, um, kind of like the uh, institutional nature of the way that the women are being controlled. Mm -hmm. So, like, we saw with USAG that there was this, like, toxic thread going the whole way up. That's protecting people moving down the chain who are then able to prey on the gymnasts that they're supposed to be there to help. Right. And in this case, Dracov is kind of like the top of that, like, dirty chain that leads down. Right. In the system that's controlling all of the widows. Just to be clear, Yelena and, um, Natasha, Jesus, as children, they were never assaulted in the way that the that the girls were in the true crime so at least i don't think so they weren't sexually <laughs> assaulted but they were abused well that's what i was talking about so, i was talking about the sexual assault specifically like yeah as far as we know no but they were um ab- like severely physically mentally and emotionally abused yeah. um and i kind of like the more severe take that they put on, like, oh, literally we've used science so that we can mind control them to right. help people understand it. Right. But, like, in real life, you do get conditioned to accept these things. Oh, of course. And yeah. it's something that a number of the gymnasts, um, and we touched on this in, in the episode, I know I did, um, talk about the fact that you get so broken down by that constant, like, abuse and that constant negative treatment that you're getting from everybody around you. That you don't question it and you don't speak up even when you know somebody is a predator. And you don't try to get help because you don't see that as an option. Right. So this is like a more literal way of being like they are trapped Mm -hmm. um, and they had to step it up from the conditioned, like the psychologically conditioned approach with Natasha after she broke out and escaped. Right. So it's more um, literal 
and I think that makes it easier to grasp. Yeah. But they absolutely do, like, completely control them. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously not by having them step on scales, <clears throat> but, like, they're so controlled that they're not going to be able to eat anything that they aren't permitted to eat. They're going to be working out. They're going to be learning all of those skills. It's yeah. all going to be training. You're just a perfect soldier with no will. And I mean, then, who knows? They could have been keeping track of their weight, and they just didn't tell us that part. I mean... You're not going to be able to gain weight. That's fair. Though, is what I'm trying to say. It's just not possible because they are so completely controlled. Like, what they have access to to eat. Like, what they... They can't even sneak anything because they're literally mind controlled. Mm -hmm. So it's like they are not treated as people. Much like the gymnasts were not treated as people anymore. They were just athletes. They were a product. Right. And the idea is that you are supposed to perform and be this perfect product regardless of what else is going on with you. Right. And it's the same thing with the widows. You are supposed to be this perfect controlled soldier. Yeah. To the point that they forcefully, forcefully sterilize them so they can't get pregnant. Right. But honestly, um, a lot of the weight control and shit that they do with gymnasts also delays puberty. And it fucks with your menstruation and it's stuff true. like that. Yep. Because they're forcing you to stay so unhealthy and thin yeah. that you cannot... Like yeah. actually have that, so that's like another connection. I know a even. lot of uh, a lot of girls that have like eating disorders. Um, they have issues with their menstruation. They either don't have it at all, or it's as irregular as it can possibly be. I mean, yeah, because that's all part of your body chemistry, and if your body chemistry is fucked up yeah. from all of that constant training, 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 like not getting enough to eat, like right. your body literally doesn't have what it needs. For you to be able to menstruate at right. that point. Right, So that's like another connection even. Mm-hmm. Because here they're like, oh, we'll just forcefully rip everything out. Yeah. And that's obviously something they can't make make those girls do here. Right. But they can still fuck with your, your cycle and stuff. And yeah. by doing that, guess what? Huh. Are those girls going to have like... Much of a shot at getting pregnant when they can't even menstruate? Probably no. Yeah. I mean, not when they're, not when they're under that. Obviously, when you get out of it and start eating, yeah, more, yeah, you yeah. can right recover and and pick that process up, which is a difference. But still, like that's one more way to control them. Yeah, to keep them thin, to keep them small, to make it impossible for their body to develop. Right. You kind of freeze them in place right. to be your perfect little performer. Yeah. And that's it. Yeah, You're gross. not a person. And it's the same thing with the widows. They're not people to the ones that are controlling them. Yeah. They're just there to serve a purpose. They're soldiers. They're soldiers. Yeah. they're soldiers. They're spies. They're operatives. They're not people. Right. And I think it's also really interesting that the victims in both cases are women. Mm-hmm. Across the board. Because they're seen as easier to control but also and I feel like this is a highlight with Natasha over and over and over again in Marvel and like how Drakov falls for this when he should understand it better than anyone but women are not usually perceived to be as threatening as men mm-hmm. so it's like there's a reason like first of all they're seen it we're seen as easier to control right um, we're physically smaller, which is part of the reason it's seen that way. Right. But, like, the widows are specifically chosen 
as females because women are seen as less of a threat. Right. So it's easier once they undergo all that training to be able to manipulate people. Yep. Mm-hmm. Now, obviously, the same is not true of the gymnasts, but they are deliberately chosen younger and younger and younger, just yeah. like the widows are, right. to mold them to make them easier right. to control. Right. Yeah. Ugh. God, that makes me physically ill. I know. That's probably like the worst. That was probably, like, one of the harshest realizations, like, when I was doing the research for the other episode, is, like, that was a deliberate choice, too. It's women's gymnastics, but we're deliberately going to be choosing younger and younger and younger girls. Yeah, right. And we're going to make that the norm, to the point that no one questions it. Right. It's gross. Yeah. But, yeah, so, anyway... Hopefully, um, even though this episode is kind of uncomfortable, hopefully um, you've got some good takeaways there. And I, I think I've made it pretty clear like why I feel like there are parallels. Um, That's going to make a lot of noise. It is. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so... Um, I think that's really all I have to say. This was not my best episode, but... Just okay. Listen, it was a great episode. You need to stop that. It was okay. Stop it. All my episodes suck, and all of yours are amazing. (laughs) Yes. This was not my best work, but I feel like it's clear why I feel like they're related. Yeah. And, like, to me, this is the whole reason that we do the fiction episodes. Like, A, they're they're emotionally easier for the both of us. Yeah. And it's a good break from reading about awful things happening to real people. Yeah. But, like, B, just like I'm trying to highlight here at the end of this episode, I feel like... If you find something that parallels well, it helps you understand some things right. more. Right. Or, like, gives you another slightly different look at some of the things that happen in the real cases yeah. than when you come across them. Like, a lot of people have a hard time understanding psychological conditioning and, like, why... Just as, like, an example, why people stay with abusers and people that are harming them. Right. But they don't understand that those people are conditioned into feeling trapped to the point that they're like, I don't, I feel like I don't have a choice. Right. I feel like I don't have control of myself. Mm -hmm. And I feel like I'm so cut off from any resources that I might have. Right. That even if people believe me and try to help me, I might not be able to get away. Right. And then you're so afraid right. of the possible consequences if people don't believe you. Right. Um, what's going to happen is your situation is going to get even worse then. Because the person who's harming you yep. will then become aware that you tried to escape and now it's going to get even worse. Right. And hey, that's yet another fucking parallel to the movie. Yeah. One widow gets out. Right. And, what and saves happens? herself. <laughs> to be fair to Natasha, she did try to kill him, and she thought she had, which would have saved all the rest of the widows. Yeah. But because she was unsuccessful when he lived, it then got a million times worse for everyone that was left. Because yeah. he was like, I'm not going to let this happen again. And right. the same shit happens when you try to escape an abuser in real life. Yeah. If they find out about it, and you get caught, they're going to make your life a living hell and even if they don't kill you, which a lot of times, let's be honest, eventually it gets so bad that you do get killed. Yeah. But even if they don't kill you, you're probably going to wish you were dead. hmm And you stop thinking of yourself as a person. hmm So anyway, 
Uh, I'm gonna get off my soapbox now. Um, this was a super uncomfortable conversation, but I hope that it was productive for people. Mm-hmm. But yeah, just wanted to kind of highlight again as we're how many years into doing this, some of the reasons we like to do the fictional cases, because I do feel like you get something from it. Mm-hmm. And also, again, it just keeps me from falling even deeper into like a depressive hole of how awful the world is. Plus, we get to talk about David Harbour for a little bit, and that's always fun. I mean, listen... I feel like if I don't say Paul Rudd. <laughs> Chris Evans. <laughs> there, we did it. <laughs> yeah. Um, to be clear, Natasha goes and breaks them out of the floating ocean pokey. She does. Later, after yeah. she gets that jet. Yeah. So, I'm totally allowed to say Paul Rudd. Yes. And she's totally allowed to say Chris Evans. Yep. And even if uh, this had nothing to do with them, um, Chris Evans and Paul Rudd, anyway. <laughs> Like, can we just all very quickly admit that Paul Rudd is, like, the golden retriever of people? I love him. I love him so much. I love him so much. Paul Rudd, you are awesome. You give me faith in humanity when it's really hard to have faith in humanity. And just, like, keep me in you. He's perfect. You're awesome. I think you have an awesome family, it seems like, also. Just, like, keep being a good person because there aren't enough good people. He's lovely, and if anybody knows if he's problematic, shut the fuck up. I don't want to hear it. Honestly, I don't care. I don't want to know. I don't want to hear it. So I'm not going to go that far because <laughs> I don't want to. I will. <laughs> I mean, I know you're mostly just like, oh, I don't want to know. Yeah, yeah. Obviously, if somebody's an awful person, you should speak up. Of course. And, yeah. like, we don't want to protect people who suck. Jess is mostly kidding, but also yeah. it might break my spirit if I find out he sucks. Right, exactly. So it's like, please no. So go <laughs> he ahead. doesn't, though. He doesn't so suck. if he does suck he and doesn't. you need to expose him, we're not trying to stop you. We're just also going to be very depressed. <laughs> right. Right, but I know out. he's not. He's he's lovely. He seems great. I've never heard anyone say a bad thing about him. Same. Never. And I hope that that continues, but I hope it continues because he's genuinely a good yes. person. Boom! I found a way to stick the landing. It made me happy. Alright, we love you guys, and we hope you have a good day. We'll see you later. Bye. Hey guys, thanks so much for listening to us. Please rate, review, and subscribe so you don't miss any future episodes of the Studying Scarlet podcast. If you have any cases or any criminals that you would like to hear us discuss on the show, please feel free to email us at studyingscarletpodcast at gmail.com. Or you can hit us up on any of our social media accounts. Those can be found in the description to this episode. And remember, guys, we talk about crime and criminals. Sometimes it's fact. Sometimes it's fiction. But it's always fucked up. Bye! This has been the Studying Scarlet Podcast. Hosted and researched by Ashley Rosewood and Jessica Charisse. Produced and edited by Nathan Schell.